What's going on guys and gals? Welcome to episode 71 of the WorkPrints Gamescast brought to you by theworkprint.com. As always, I'm your host Rob and I'm being joined by my co-host Bilal. What's up Bilal? You know, as always, you're the host, but as always, I'm also the co-host. Yeah, I mean, at some at some point, <laughs> I'm going to, you know, trim the fat and it's not going to be as always my co No. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> I'll just be in the background. Yeah. No, I, uh, it's one of those, it's just one of those weeks, man. I thought about saying something clever and being snarky about you being the co-host, but I don't have it in me today. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm right there with you. I was back at work finally, um, and today in office for about an hour and a half before we got to go home and it has been a grueling just lack of energy day. I haven't had coffee. Um, and that's been a bit brutal. Yeah, I've had less caffeine than my normal amount as well, which is probably contributing to it. The one thing I will say is check out the new light. Like how much better is this video quality? I feel like so in our discord call right now, I look much better than I do on this stream. So whatever magic you're doing in the background to make me look worse, I don't appreciate it. I mean, I don't know right. if I'm doing anything <laughs> on purpose. Let me just adjust this level here. It looked like you might have jaundice and uh, <laughs> we're good. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so this is my newest edition new toy. Got it on sale. I had been wanting one for a while. I actually got the Elgato ring light and I've been wanting one for a while. I even thought about getting um, like two panel lights instead of the one ring light, but and you know, ideally you'd have all three because the more light, the better turns yeah. out. But the ring light is the best to start off with just because it is dead center. And as you can see, for those who are watching this stream and you can see on this call right now, is that when it's dead on, there's no shadows, right? So yeah, uh, that's why I decided to go with that. And it, obviously I told you, they popped up on, on, a, on sale. <laughs> and so I was like, all right, time to do it. No, no, it, it looks great. I also got a toy this week. <laughs> Oh, I nice. I got myself that iPad mini sixth generation and it's ah. the perfect size. It really is. Um, mm -hmm. But I, so like I've been raving over the last X amount of episodes about how good the backbone is. Um, and so I've been trying to find a controller that would fit for a tablet that's USB-C and there just doesn't seem to be anything that exists in regards to that. And so uh, definitely trying to figure out what we can do uh, in that regard. You're just going to have to hook up a Bluetooth controller and pin it on a kickstand or something like that and just do it that yeah. way. Yeah, I might just buy a stand. I have the, like the smart folio case coming uh, in. Yeah. When do I have it coming? This, sometime this week. I was hoping it would arrive today, but I think in the next day or two. But when that's all here, I, it'll just make my life a lot more easier. Um, so at least I can put it up. Uh, and I already put a Bluetooth controller on there where I used the Xbox controller I had, but I definitely felt a bit more of a lag um, with the Bluetooth controller instead of like something that's directly connected into the device. Um, oh, really? Yeah, and I, I tested it with Psychonauts too, so it was, mm -hmm. it was all right. Um, but I did, um, I was at my parents earlier today and I was messing around with the cloud gaming touch c controls, and that's actually pretty neat because um, the size is good. You could just slip it into your hands and... Um, you know the buttons the buttons feel great and so i think it's for even as like a touch controller it pr works pretty well 
Um, so I might be playing more Genshin Impact. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I actually uh, booted up my account because uh, I was going through like the Amazon Prime gaming loot stuff, and they, there's like an anniversary code, and uh, I learned I'm Adventure Rank 17. I don't know if that's a lot. Oh, that's high enough. That's high enough for co-op. Oh, okay. So yeah. Now I know. Now I know. I need to invest more time so we can play together. Yeah. No, I think I'm only. I'm adventure rank 23 or 24. Honestly, it's felt like more of a grind from, you know, 16 when you could do co-op to where I am now than it was from one to 16. But yeah, yeah, no, you're, you're pretty high up there. Honestly, okay. that's, that's good to know. Um, I realized I had a party of four people in that game and I, do, I was like, I don't know what anyone does anymore. <laughs> uh, and so I'm like, do I restart or do I just kind of like, play enough and then I, everything just clicks again yeah everything will just click i mean it's not the most complicated battle system and combat system yeah. that's cool so let's go ahead and get right into the games then what else have you been playing besides genshin impact on your new toy um so i so we got to play something uh, yes you know we teased about it last week um halo infinite technical flight which has rob this this demo this beta whatever you want to call this it answered all all my halo wants and dreams it is so good it's so, so good. good i'm it's so good let's let's take a step back real quick yeah so Blau and i both get the emails i think we talked about this actually uh last week, last week. and we were excited because the very next day we were gonna hop in we didn't hop until friday actually because thursday night i believe was just you could go on and do bots so we didn't stream. We decided we're going to stream Friday night. I'm here. I'm all set up. We're trying to figure out how to do uh, Parsec so we can, so Bilal can handle all of it on his end and still get my footage, blah, blah, blah. And then Bilal's like, just go ahead and stream without me because his Xbox just won't output any video. <laughs> I... I wanted to scream into the ether. Um, my my mother-in-law was over. She was helping watch the baby. And I was just like going back and forth with the Xbox Series. And it was working. I had tested out um, the capture. I was Everything was working fine. And as soon as Rob signed on and we were getting everything set up with Parsec, it just stopped. The Xbox stopped outputting. I tried it on like two different uh, monitors. Um, six different HDMI's, and it was just like <laughs> the Xbox would not output, and then the PS5 would. Like I, I, so I was just moving around these devices. I looked at the back, and so on the back of your consoles on the HDMI port, um, there's the male connector, and so uh, it's usually like a straight line, uh, like all the pins are like nice and tight. And so I looked at the right edge, and it looked like the pins had split, and I was just like, well, shit. Like, what, what can I do? I can't really do anything about this. So I immediately opened up a ticket with Microsoft. I didn't even reach out to uh, the support. I was just like, just open up. A, I just opened the service request and I shipped it yeah. off. And, and I think it just got to them today. And it kind of, it kind of bummed me out because like, I was really looking forward to playing more Tales and um, like I had picked up Lost Judgment uh, as well. And I, you know, there's just so much coming out that I wanted to play. Um, and so I'm just looking forward to just getting that back. Um, but, uh, that being that being said, I started playing. I started the stream without him. I was basically getting my teeth kicked in. I had played a little bit earlier on in the day and had done phenomenal. Like I was yeah. impressed with how quickly I was able to pick it back up. And for whatever reason, you know, some of it to do with me just not 
playing well uh, at the beginning of that night. Also, some of it had to deal with I wasn't getting the best teammates. Yeah. <laughs> in the sense that that game, especially Arena, where it is a 44, that game is very much about cross-firing on the same opponent. It's about kind of moving, not necessarily like in a row next to each other, but being in the same general area. It's like a you grid, know? essentially. Like if you could be like mm -hmm. a four by four or like a two by two exactly. like grid, it definitely yep. helps cover like four And angles. so, yeah, I mean the best, especially almost all those maps, if you break them up into quarters, as long as your team is within the same corner, right? The same quarter of the map, yeah. then you're in pretty good shape. And that was not happening. My team was all over the place. And so I, I mean, I was down bad <laughs> that yeah. stream. I, then, I, I was down bad. And then like Gandalf I, in the two towers, I got an email uh, saying, here's your steam key for Halo Infinite uh, technical yeah. flight. And I was like, oh boy, I'm coming on. And then uh, we also got Samir who was on one of our earlier podcasts to join in. And we had, I think an amazing time. Uh, yeah. I mean, we had a, great run yeah we, we had a great run the matches are tight and did we i think we finally lost one maybe we lost yeah, one we lost one but it was close um but it why I, I think we played our last game there's still five minutes left but it wouldn't let us start like start up a match yeah i knew one kinda, yeah and we just kind of sat there like we wish we could keep on playing this and like the fact that we had to wait till december uh for this game to release is j just a pain it, it's like the weapons feel good uh, the BR finally, like, for so long, I just wanted the BR to feel like this. Because to me, it's, like, one of the most pivotal weapons in the Halo game. Uh, the maps are nice and tight. Uh, like, I can turn, like, I tweeted out some clips of, like, me turning it around on two people and getting, like, a double kill. Like, I went on some killing sprees. It was, it, just to have a time to kill that is not 0.5 seconds feels so yeah. good. <laughs> but it's also not, like, crazy long. You know, I, I mm -hmm. do think that if you are coming from a Call of Duty background, it is going to feel like a long time, you know, to take somebody out. But so as somebody who plays a lot of Apex, this feels in line with that, maybe even faster, honestly, than than in Apex. And I yeah, I just find it to be the most satisfying combat. Um, I feel like it. There are still some things that need to be balanced and tweaked. Some of it is just me also having to learn the new weapons, which I ended up going and doing i played so i actually didn't play any saturday yeah i didn't get just because saturday or sunday yeah um i, uh, I did too. so i did play some sunday night to kind of end the night uh and then once the once the multiplayer and the matchmaking was shut off i actually went into the, the weapon drills and did some of the training and stuff like that just to practice the new weapons and get myself familiar with them and so now i have i feel like i have a better grasp of how those weapons work so i'm excited to see this upcoming weekend, how that plays out, especially with them adding big team battle into the mix. And then I also saw a tweet earlier today that uh, the new map, did you get to play that? I think they added it no, Sunday. The, the, the desert one, no. I, the I desert one, Behemoth. Yeah, I didn't get to see Yeah, that. so um, I got to play on that map. That map's awesome. And it looks like they're going to wait wait it so that that game pops up more. Uh, this That map pops up more this this upcoming weekend. Nice. Uh, it Yeah, it was... It, yeah, I mean, with, with the baby, it, it was hard to, because it was, it was like a two four hour chunks, like one to five on the eastern coast, right. and then eight yeah. to midnight, and it was just like those were not times I could easily fit something in. Like the fact that like 
I made an effort to stream with you on Friday night. Like, it was, just <laughs> like, it was like I was making that happen just because I really wanted to do it. Uh, yeah. And you know, I'm lucky, like, I managed to get that PC key in. I'll be using that. They also announced, um, and I don't, I don't think I include this on the news, that if you download that Xbox Insider Hub uh, right. as an Xbox so, uh, owner, you can go I was... in and play this weekend. Yeah, I was actually, I was going to say that, that <laughs> all you have to do is go into the store, search for Xbox uh, Insider Hub, right? That's yeah. what it's called. And download that, then go over to previews within the hub and download the, and opt in and then download the Halo Infinite technical flight. I keep wanting to call it a beta, but they yeah. call it a technical flight. I, I mean, like I said, we've already talked about how great it feels. I think it looks fantastic. Mm -hmm. Um, it performs great even on PC. Well, um, yeah. Okay, maybe I should take a step back. I have a 3080 Ti in there. Yeah. So <laughs> maybe, maybe that uh, should hear it come from me. But like I think generally a lot of people uh, on forums yeah. and stuff have been saying it, I've, it runs pretty good. I've played on the Xbox Series S. I've played on the Xbox Series X. They both run fantastic. I do think that it looks better on the Series X just because it is at, running at 4K in, in that scenario. Mm -hmm. But I also love the audio design it feels and sounds and looks like traditional halo like what you think about when you think of what halo used to be you know even though i'm a faster yeah like, it's considerably faster uh because i know like when i was talking with race about it um he said during his bachelor party weekend they brought some xboxes and they're playing halo 3 but they're like halo 3 just felt like they're running in molasses yeah uh, and like at the time that was like the normal pace of a multiplayer but since then with call of duty battlefields you know first person shooters have become much faster and this this feels good yeah i cannot wait yeah. to grenades, play more man the new, the new grenade uh yeah <laughs> yeah um if you have an xbox definitely check it out uh this weekend uh it, grab some old friends <laughs> like whatever <laughs> it, it, did they say if it's it, it's all xbox one once and onward or is it just um i believe so okay. no, no no i believe it is xbox one as well okay yeah so if and you got so. one definitely check it out yeah as far as i'm concerned that's all i've been playing this week really i think that's the same for you correct yeah um i actually did play a little bit of death loop i don't want to spend too much time on it since you what you said last week was absolutely perfect uh mm -hmm. i took down two of um visionaries on my first go look you know as the story progresses it, it's right it's so good it, it's exactly what i wanted <laughs> and, and yeah. the best part is like i can just go guns blazing when when i want and it there's no it, it doesn't feel like oh i messed up i need a like scum save or something uh or save yeah. scum. so uh yeah no I, i'm excited to dig more into that while my xbox is in the shop all right i'm excited to hear your final thoughts on it once you finish and don't forget, like I said before, it very much is that kind of Dark Souls thing where after you visited an area a couple of times, you can just like, you don't have to fight every encounter in front of you, right? You can just bypass the enemies and just run away and go I, to where you need to get to. I did. I, I think after the very first time I got invaded, I just turned on, turned it to friends only because I was like, <laughs> I, was like I don't have time to keep like being hunted, yeah. hunting down Juliana. From, yeah, from or going to go moment. hack the antenna. Yeah. Like, yeah, I no, like, I understand I that. I, I don't got time for this. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get right into the news. Uh, kicking us off, we have, you know, video game related news and HBO reveals the first look at its Last of Us TV show. 
they showed off Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey as Joel and Ellie. And it's really just the one production still of them. It's a shot from behind and them just overlooking a field with a crash plane. But it does, I mean, it looks like what you would expect The Last of Us to look like in real life. So when I first saw this on Twitter, I was like, yeah. why Why did they just tweet a, like, a video game <laughs> Yeah, I was, right. I was like, I was like, did I look at it? I was like, there was no airplane crash that I remember. So No, uh, I did. So yeah. I did the same thing. I looked at it and I like zoomed in on it. And then I was like, no, this is definitely because, you know, was, Ellie's like, tall, a little bit. That's a little bit taller than the, you know, the Ellie we had in the first game. Yeah. It does take place in the first game or whatever. I, I, was, I, was like, I was like, what's going on with the hair? Like, their hair tech is normally better. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, whew, does that look like The Last of Us? I'm very, very excited for it. I know it has a, you know, 2022 release window, so we're still some time off. But I, I cannot, cannot wait for this. Um, I, I mean, I've made, I've, I've made my opinions about The Last of Us and The Last of Us Part Two, and honestly, Naughty Dog as a whole, how I feel about those games as a game. But the one thing I've never tried to say was that they weren't compelling stories, and they absolutely are. And yeah. to see this <laughs> in, I, I, I anticipate I will enjoy this more than I actually enjoyed the game, <laughs> because I don't necessarily enjoy playing the game. So just being able to sit back and watch and. I'm, I'm excited. I'm also excited to see what they do differently, right? Because, you know, Neil Druckmann is still involved in this, but there are obviously things that you can do in one Watch medium that you can't do in the other yeah. one, right? Yeah. And so I wanted, I'm excited to see where things diverge and change uh, and where things stay kind of faithful and true, especially since I'm going to watch this with my wife for sure. Yeah. And yeah, she'll have I, I, no... I, yeah background on it so i get to do the whole thing of like oh this happened differently here just and yeah just yeah. Went for the red wedding <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 um the one thing that made me laugh about this and uh this was like one of my major complaints with like the last of us 2 is like in the last in the first last of us uh they always would show you a point off in the distance like kind of like where this plane is and you'd always just head in that direction and the last of us 2 was kind of just more of that and so i'm just like i was looking at this i was like i was like we gotta spend three hours getting to that airplane even though it's like an empty field something's gonna happen <laughs> and they'll yeah. eventually get there <laughs> all right next bit of news battlefield 2042's open beta arrives in october the beta will run from October 6th to the 9th, and I believe that if you pre-order the game, then you actually get an exclusive window. So for all players, it's actually just the 8th and the 9th, and then if you pre-ordered it, you get to start on the 6th. You get that 6th and 7th as a two-day early access period, which is common. I mean, every single game these days, I feel like, does that when there's an open beta like this. You know, I mean, Call of Duty has the early access that's tied to pre-orders. And Call of Duty even goes further and more granular because they have that marketing deal with PlayStation. It's, you know, pre-orders on PlayStation early access, then PlayStation, then pre-orders on other platforms, then all the platforms. Uh, I'm a, I, I'm a bit... Hmm. Um, yeah, I think we talked about this in the past where, like, with Battlefield, it's just like, I don't know if I have fun with this on my own because I don't feel like I'm making a difference. But I know yeah, in but the past I, when I played with friends, it's always been just like, let's have as much goofy fun as we can possibly can. Yeah, I think that's the best way to approach it, right? Is I need to learn to not take every game serious and not try to be hyper competitive in every game. And because there are, Battlefield can be fun, 
you know? And so I do think that I'm going to check out this open beta because right now I'm not sold on getting Battlefield as a whole. I'm actually, especially after playing Halo, I'm kind of at the point where I'm like, hey, I don't need to pick up this year's Call of Duty. I don't need, maybe I'll gamefly it so I can do the campaign. I don't need to pick up Battlefield 2042. Especially since that, campaign? especially since that doesn't have a campaign, okay. right? And so, I, um, I'm excited to try this out and see if it is one of those things where, yeah, I'll I'll pick it up or or I'll just wait six months and then it'll be on EA Play and then we can hop in for some matches here and there. I I, for me, Battlefield always feels like a PC game. Like, every time I think about getting it for a console, I'm like everyone else is playing on a pc why would i get it on console do you have, do you have like a preference or in mind i mean i um, i'm i'm always just gonna play on the console. console listen i know a lot of people who are purists when it comes to competitive games and stuff like that are gonna say i'm crazy for this but i just prefer playing on a 65 inch tv i maybe it's because i'm old right i having all that screen real estate seeing the enemies as much bigger character models in front of me like I just enjoy that way more and I do better in those scenarios, especially considering that I know there is the whole latency aspect to it when it comes to like, you know, a, a great PC monitor, but I have a very nice 65 inch that has VRR and does yeah. 4k at 120. So like I'm, I'm fine, you know, like jumping from that to, to a monitor skill wise it isn't going to impact me so i yeah i always pick console just for the ease and access even most of my pc gaming these days is actually me going into the xbox cloud streaming on my pc <laughs> uh so i'm not even using like you know you, you mentioned you have a 3080 ti i don't quite have that but i do have a 2080 which is more than capable to run pretty much everything at high settings uh, but yeah, it just doesn't get the use unless it's a PC exclusive game or if it's a cross progression game, I will say I did install Genshin impact on here. Uh, nice. and part of that is so that I could play with a Xbox controller, which is my preferred, you know, controller of choice. Yeah. Uh, next bit of news. I wish we had done this order differently because this probably should have followed the oh, last of us. Well, news. Yeah. Yeah. So once, once again, Tangentially related to video games, The Witcher has been renewed for season three on Netflix alongside a spinoff for kids. So Netflix has gone all in on The Witcher franchise. Right? I mean, they've already done an anime. They did the first season, which was fantastic and well received. They did an anime, correct? Uh, movie, uh, film. Uh, yeah. animated movie, film yeah, of it. And uh, now they've announced uh, another spinoff and a third season film. when the second season hasn't even released yet. Yeah. And they're also doing a second anime film as well. Okay, yeah, see? Yeah. And so, hey, listen, I, I'm all for it, all right? I, I think I might have mentioned this before. I read the first book in that series. Mm -hmm. um, I believe it's called The Last Wish. Yeah. Prior to that first season coming out. And so I've, once again, I've read the second book now before the second season. Now, that first season does things in a different order and seems to speed up some storylines in that. And so I'm, I'm contemplating whether just wait for the second season or to just go ahead and hop into the third book already. I love The Witcher 3 as a game. It's one of the games I actually reviewed for the site a while back. Uh, I also- reviewed it at such a breakneck 
pace. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, so part of the reason. It was like I gave it to you over the weekend, like before the weekend, and then you're like, yeah. I put 60 hours into this. And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. And so, well, so, okay, we we had gotten a, normally when I was doing reviews for you, we got a copy of the review ahead of time before release. Yeah. That was a scenario where we didn't get a copy of it until the release date. At that point, reviews had already been out everywhere else. And so, you know, we're not, it wasn't the biggest site I was writing a review for. Yeah. So I just figured the sooner I can get this done, the better it will be. Um, and yes, I, I like, that's probably the worst experience I've had reviewing a game, honestly, just because I, as much as I love that game, and I, 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 I do, and I enjoy my time playing with it, I also played a lot of that very tired because I was just like, I gotta, I gotta play. I got time, I gotta play, I gotta play, I gotta play. Um, that being said, I'm all for, if, they, if it keeps living up to the standard that they have set so far i am all in on more witcher content and them doing spin-offs yeah and i think like with that first season they de there's definitely some learnings I, it wasn't perfect but it was very entertaining uh, from beginning to end uh at least for me and god it, just seeing like the love that everyone on the internet just had for henry cavill for like <laughs> around that period um, yeah it was just so good like because he's so excited to be playing <laughs> Geralt so it's just like it it's just like it you can't help but like be excited for him and so yeah. I'm uh yeah I'm definitely looking forward to the second season which releases on December 17th oh, god come faster <laughs> and then uh <laughs> yeah and then like I, you know it just it's always real nice to see a network um or in this case uh, Netflix just like stand behind their show and renew it ahead of like a premiere. Yeah, especially when Netflix is notorious for canceling shows. Like, you know, yeah. I'm I, I'm not surprised <laughs> that they announced a third season, but it's if they get a season four, that's when we start talking about you know being excited and them stepping yeah. out of the norm because they love to cancel things after season three. Yeah, but I, I think this isn't a big enough hit that uh, I think we'll easily see a season four. Yeah, I hope so. All right, let's go ahead and get into our Xbox block of news. Was this yesterday, correct? Yeah, I so uh, yesterday, Dolby Vision Gaming went live on the Xbox Series X and uh, and the Series S, excuse me, <coughs> uh, which now allows owners of those consoles to take advantage of Dolby Vision when they game. I mean, previously, it was only supported in entertainment apps and not in actual gaming. I think gaming, for the most part, defaulted to like HDR10, you know, or HDR10 plus. And so one of the things also is I, I believe Dolby themselves have worked with the TV manufacturers to make sure that TVs also support it through updates and stuff like that. Um, and so now Dolby Vision support covers more than 100 next-gen HDR titles optimized for Series X and S that are available now or coming soon. Uh, they, a Dolby spokesperson did say that the library includes nearly all of the native HDR titles available today that have been optimized, such as Psychonauts 2, Gears 5, and Ori and the Will of the Wisps. I am um, excited now that I waited on Psychonauts 2 because I have two TVs that support Dolby Vision. Um, I actually been using an Apple TV 4K uh, instead of the native apps uh, on the LG TVs, and 
the Adobe Vision makes day and night difference in terms of like how well the show looks. Like you don't need to calibrate anything because it's just using what what it should be. Like that's what Adobe yeah. Vision does. It sets, it sets the color tone. And, and like we're watching Squid Games. I don't know if you've checked it out on Netflix yet. Uh, the Korean Battle Royale. But uh, I've already finished it. Oh God. You and your time, just rub it in. <laughs> um, no, it's it's actually me and my wife watching it at night. It's it's oh, so much easier for me to watch those and get through them if my wife is also interested in them, okay. because then that becomes you know, yeah, what we do when we're hanging out. So, so yeah, it was just like at one point I just switched over to like the native, um, the native Netflix app, and I was like, okay, th this looks good. But then I switched over to Apple TV, and I was like, Adobe Vision. And I was like, yes, this looks awesome. Yeah. No, I, it's funny. I'm excited about this, but I only have one TV that has, supports Dolby Vision because Samsung notoriously does not. It supports like HDR 10 plus. And so I'm tempted to actually take the Series S and just hook it up to the TV in the living room just to play a couple games, just check it out and see what, see what that's like. Uh, don't get me wrong, my TV downstairs already looks great in the HDR that is, you know, running, but I would love it, of course, if I could get Dolby Vision uh, on that yeah. as well. It's just, at the end of the day, it's just color, like, yeah. <laughs> color settings and, like, I mean, light and contrast. I, it's, yeah. it's one of the reasons I always opt for, like, Dolby Cinema when I go to oh, yeah, the 100%. movies, right? It's because like, I want their HDR and I want their audio, so. Yeah. My my wife's like I don't want to do IMAX because they don't have reclining seats. I'm like, oh, but that that's fine. That's fine. Me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just I'll give me that audio. Give me that color. Yeah. There's, there's an actual difference. Um, yep. Unless it's a 4K with laser IMAX, those are rare, but those are nice. Um, yeah. So I think they also announced Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy is uh, also going to support it in October. I actually. Yeah. Pre-order that game. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I'm sold. <laughs> uh, I so. so yeah, I am 100% so, sold in that game. Yeah. I'm very excited for that. Uh, I mean, speaking of Guardians of the Galaxy and Marvel, Marvel's Avengers is coming to Xbox Game Pass starting on September Spencer, 30th. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, this like... is this is absolutely the right move and a great yeah. move. Um, and we're actually going to skip to uh, another story right after this. But it just makes so much sense for Marvel's Avengers to get out there, to get in the hands of as many people as possible. I mean, you're not you're not just getting the base game, which by itself as a single player campaign is fantastic. You know, I think that tends to get overshadowed because there is so much talk about the live service portion of that game not living up to players' expectations or 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 even this game's potential. I think it's really is what it's about. Yeah. And, but you are getting this fantastic single player campaign. You're also getting all the expansions that have been released so far, all the additional content that has come out so far. So even if you went from that, you could go straight into these other, you know, story elements and story heavy uh, missions and campaigns. And so it's, I mean, if you haven't played it yet, I highly recommend it. The only downside to giving it a try if you have Game Pass is that this game is massive. I think yeah, it's like 136 hard. gigs right now. Yeah, it's, it's and enormous. so just know that it will take a, a, you know, be a huge chunk of your hard drive. I'm also curious to see how long this is going to be on Game Pass for. And no, they never announced that when they announced these these kind of things Square but it's a good job uh with their titles usually about like a year i would say yeah 
and and Square has been probably the best uh, third party publisher out there as yeah, far as putting titles on there. I think uh, the Yakuza franchise. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, Sega Sega has been strong, and so uh, yeah, no, it's super exciting, and all this stuff is coming before the game's first raid is supposed to hit at the end of this year, and so we got to get you raid ready so you can hop in this raid with me, when when it happens. God. Because that's the make or break for me, right? Yeah. If they release a raid and it's awesome, I think that completely changes the trajectory of this game. You know, you know who's so. releasing raid co- like content every three months. So is, uh, uh, anyway, <laughs> so uh, the next bit of news that I wanted to skip to is since we're talking about Marvel's Avengers, and that is developed by Crystal Dynamics. This announcement that Crystal Dynamics is coming in to work on the new Perfect Dark game. So the Tomb Raider studio is teaming up with the Initiative for the reboot. I, there was a lot of <laughs> talk on Twitter when Microsoft came out and made this announcement. And a lot of surprise because the initiative was built as this quadruple A studio and it had all these talent leads and from all these major studios like Naughty Dog, like uh, Crystal Dynamics actually as well. And so people were shocked to see and it set off red flags and alarms in people's heads that this quadruple A studio has to partner and bring in this other studio, you know? turns out that right now the initiative is only about 75 people I think they're less than 100 employees and they are still ramping up yes the expectation was that they would ramp up to the size they needed by now but we're in COVID times yeah and so that did not plan out the way they wanted to and so they still plan on ramping up and in my understanding this was you know reported by Jeff Grubb over at Gamesby and you know over on his Twitter as well is that they plan on ramping up still to the size that they need, but partnering with Crystal Dynamics allows them to start getting people on the project now and get working on it now so that we're not stuck with a, you know, an announcement then six years before we see the final product. This is what I will say. If, if the new Perfect Dark game is going to be a third-person game, then I trust Crystal Dynamics 100% go all the way with it um yeah i think i think it's a smart move the tomb raider reboot was great and then they pretty much damn near perfected it with the rise of the tomb raider they didn't do shadow of the tomb raider so that that doesn't count against them honestly i think when we did our game of the year uh that year only the witcher 3 beat out rise of the tomb raider and that was like (laughs) there wasn't much discussion in that because like the witcher 3 was just that good right um and I still stand to the day that the Tomb Raider reboots were the much better playing games of that genre that yes. released during that time. I there are some big titles. There are some big titles out there that I think might have done spectacle better and visuals better. But as far as like how the game actually feels to play, how weapons actually feel to shoot, I think that Crystal Dynamics absolutely nailed it. And so for them to come in and help on Perfect Dark, a franchise that is, at the end of the day, about its weapons and about the gear that you get to use as this super spy, like, I think it's a perfect fit. And yeah, I, I don't, I, at the end of the day, I don't care who's working on the game as long as the game turns out yeah. well. I mean, say what you will about uh, the Avengers, Marvel's Avengers being a live service game. Each one of those heroes 
plays really well. Uh, yeah. And they ask their own identity. And, like, you don't see that in games where you have such varying abilities and power-ups uh, across so many yeah. different characters. Also, let's take a step back. Uh, Crystal Dynamics' role in Marvel's Avengers, for the most part, was on that single-player campaign. They had, they've had, they've got help and support teams working with them on the live service portion of that, is my understanding. Uh, and that single-player campaign is is fantastic. And so I expect them to... I, I hope that this is a match made in heaven and we get the uh, definitive Joanna Dark in Perfect Dark and I, I cannot wait to see what pans out on this. And it doesn't, like I said, it doesn't surprise me that this happened. Um, I do agree that it's a little weird to kind of announce this, but also, yeah. you know, Microsoft loves to announce things and, and, and get their games back out there. Yeah, I mean, I mean, in the public I saw eye. the announcement. I saw the announcement. I was like, "Cool!" <laughs> like, yeah, I right. The initiative was like, uh, like, what is the initiative at this point? Um, besides yeah. a really exciting name uh, for a studio. Um, so yeah, Crystal Dynamics. Excited. Let's see where this all goes. Uh, I actually never played a Perfect Dark, so um, I tried zero Do you... and just didn't click. I think I got oh, okay. zero a bit too late. I mean, that rare replay is on. Game Pass. So if you ever if you ever decided that you wanted to give it a shot, uh, I don't think they age. I yeah, I believe so. Yes. Okay. Uh, I don't think that those games have aged all that well. Yeah. Uh, but nevertheless, if you want to try them, you can. So last bit of Xbox news: Castlevania Resident Evil games uh, headline the Games with Gold October offerings. Uh, Castlevania Harmony of Despair and Resident Evil Code Veronica X headlined the backward compatible offerings for the month of October. What great themed uh, games for the month of Halloween. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, the um, Xbox One games that were announced are Arrow and Hover. Um, never heard of them. <laughs> yeah, me neither. It's funny, both of those games launched in 2017. I Listen, I'm one of those people who... I tend actually not to play a lot of the games with gold because most of the good ones are games I've already played. Yeah. However, I do go in there, click, and redeem pretty much all of them. And so, my even if you're not going to play them... <laughs> my son will yeah. inherit my account. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I will. And so... Like, he'll just play Minecraft, I imagine, for like <laughs> 40 years and just like, be like yeah. I don't want... What's the Resident Evil? <laughs> yeah. And so even if you don't think you're going to play it right away, there's no harm in going in there and just redeeming them. I mean, take advantage of the fact that you're getting anything at all and that you are paying for it. It's not free. At the end of the day, like when we talk about things getting added to Game Pass for free or Games of Gold being free, like those, they're not free. You are paying for them. You've already paid for them, right? Games with Gold, I mean, uh, Game Pass feels free because of how many games are there and the game to monetary value definitely works out in the game's favor as long as you're using it same thing with yeah. games of gold make the most of what you're already paying for and take advantage of it exactly. oh boy we got a lot of little bit of news here in the nintendo section of our podcast yeah, there's nothing going on in sony land that uh, we were aware of this week so yeah. uh, so the one actually the one thing about sony land we don't have the story i'm just going to talk on it real soft. i saw earlier today that it looks like 
the studio behind Demolition All-Stars, no, Destruction All-Stars, mm -hmm. has been handed the reins. This is a report, hasn't been, I don't think it's been confirmed yet, have been handed the reins to the Twisted Metal franchise, which oh, yes, makes yes. a ton of sense in my opinion. I played Demolition, uh, Demolition. I played Destruction All-Stars, and while I think, hmm, I think that game has some things working for it. As a whole, I, don't, I just don't think it's that interesting or that much fun at the end of the day. I think that that game should have just been a Twisted Metal knockoff and it would have excelled. And where it kind of falters is in the hopping from car to car aspect to it. It just slows it down so much when it's just not pure car combat. And so I think that they are a pretty good fit for this and it makes a ton of sense in my opinion. I never played a Twisted Metal. Um, we were a Vigilante 8 family growing up. <laughs> we played a lot of Vigilante 8, which was our car destruction game of choice. Yeah. That game was great. Uh, I remember everyone that would come, it was on a demo disc, and then we ended up buying it uh, when it uh, later released. But I remember everyone that would play that demo had the same reaction, which was their eyes would start watering because of like how uh, crazy the on-screen effects were. Uh -huh. but, if I, I'm pretty sure if I go back and try looking at it, it'd be like, what, what is this? What is this yeah. garbage? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Was, I, I've talked about this before. I didn't have Sony consoles really growing up, but I always went over to my friend's house who did. And this and the Space Jam, these were like the games that we played the most often on, on PlayStation. So I've got a ton of hours put into Twisted Metal. I would love to see a new one. I, I wish we had more games of that ilk. I mean, I think the era of arcade type games is, is due for a comeback. I've already said this when it comes to sports like NBA Street or NFL Blitz. I would love to see more in, games in that style, in that vein. Um, especially when you I see how successful, that. yeah, especially when you see how successful like Knockout City was when it first came out and how much buzz that generated and how much people seem to appreciate that. Now, I don't know what the current player base is on that. Uh, so many more games came out and I yeah. kind of fell off on it. But I did have a blast with it, and that is exactly what I'm looking for in these other genres. All right, let's get into the Nintendo stuff. Starting off with that Nintendo Direct, which I believe was the day, yeah, was the day after, day after yeah. we finished, we recorded the podcast. Uh, we talked about possibly live streaming it, but we just couldn't, you know, life gets in the way. Uh, I missed the very beginning of this, so I didn't get to see the new Kirby game. I saw some of it later, uh, the footage later, but a new Kirby game for Switch was announced. Uh, Monster Hunter Rise is okay. getting a massive expansion in, in 2022. Animal Crossing Human yeah, so, Rise. Uh, just, just to talk about the Mon Monster Hunter Rise yeah. expansion, it, it's going to be, uh, yeah, it's coming, I think, next summer uh, in 2022, but it also coincides with the PC launch of Monster Hunter Rise. Um, I tried playing this. I mean, I loved World, but like, the Switch needs more power. And so, like, if you have a Switch, I think, like, so I haven't put too much time into it on the Switch, but I think when it comes to PC, I think that's where, that's where I'm going to dump more of my time. Uh, the Switch does need more power. I agree 100%. Uh, Animal Crossing New Horizons will finally get Brewster and the Roost in November. I'm not an Animal Crossing fan, so this didn't do anything for me. What about you, Bilal? Did you, did you play that at all? You uh, excited about this? It, it was a great COVID. Uh, it arrived right at the beginning of COVID. It was a great time. Uh, talked with so many people that weren't even gamers about it. 
uh, like you know, in family, like uh, so many of my cousins' wives just like spent so much time in Animal Crossing. We'd like visit each other's island and stuff, it was, it, or design stuff for each other, and then we all just kind of fell off it hard. What What's interesting about the Brewster stuff is this has been like been in the code for so long that to see it now almost like a year and a half later finally getting some sort of a news or it just feels weird um and i think they also announced uh animal crossing direct for next month to talk more in detail about well what what's coming uh with this update uh, I had already mentioned Kirby and the Forgotten Land was announced for Nintendo Switch, a 3D take on the Kirby formula. I saw <laughs> I saw a lot of people comparing this to um, to like their ver like Kirby's version of Uncharted or or Last of Us. Like it's this like somber, darker take. Yeah. On the on the Kirby franchise. I was thinking Dead Rising because there was like the mall. The mall, yeah. <laughs> this it, I think it's just the, the whole like dystopian, yeah. uh, almost post-apocalyptic, barren. Barren, I think, is the best way yeah. to describe it. But like, I don't know if you felt the same way, but I looked at this and I was just like, this doesn't look exciting to me. It, I, seems, I, it, it seems like something I would watch my son play in a, so a he, couple he, of years. Here is my nothing concern. Nothing wrong with that. Right. Here's my concern is that for the most part, we talked about this, I think last week, it seems like Nintendo has been on this streak of releasing games that are coming out that feel a little half-baked, mm -hmm. right? And just kind of empty. And so that's, seeing this is that's what I go to and what I think of, right? Is that- yeah. It's like two enemies in this mall and then right. nothing. There's like nothing on the outside and you see a shot of like one enemy it's just like it's called the forgotten land because they forgot to program enemies <laughs> to <laughs> fill it up uh, i mean it, it looks cool i'm I'll, I'll definitely check it out if it reviews well right um, absolutely but i mean i'm just, willing this is the first time we've yeah. seen anything on it i'm willing to yeah you know give it the benefit of the doubt for now and, and see what comes of it i mean i like i honestly like kirby as a character and i think yeah. that there are some interesting gameplay mechanics that could be done with him, especially in the 3D world and the fact that you can, you know, absorb your enemies and, and use their abilities. So, I mean, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. I, uh, uh, Nintendo's good at platforming, so uh, if they can make some really cool levels, then I could see this being a good time. Next bit of news, Chocobo GP is a Final Fantasy spin on a kart racer. I could not care less yeah i mean i love chocobos but whatever <laughs> um yeah. interest interesting uh thing out of this one uh so if during the trailer they're like showing off some of the maps and in the background you see like a town in ff9 um very highly remastered and so uh uh, there's been rumors of like a FF9 remaster coming, and so people are like, "Oh, maybe these are the assets and uh, Chocobo GP of that town." Uh, so it's kind of uh, fueling that fire uh, a bit. So and you know they have a lot of FF9 characters as well um, as playable uh, drivers vehicles. I, I don't know. How, I don't know how to describe them. So this had already been kind of leaked and rumored prior to this direct, but Nintendo 64 and Sega Genesis games are coming to Switch online 
It also appears, though, that they will be part of a upgraded Switch Online membership, which will cost more. They're also going to be releasing an N64 and Sega Genesis style controller for the Switch in the same vein that they did for the other Switch Online platforms, the NES and the SNES. They're also bringing multiplayer, online multiplayer to these uh to the games where appropriate like you know uh, i think they showed off star fox 64 having online four-player multiplayer instead of just being limited to split screen yeah and i remember seeing that uh, watching that announcement and thinking great they've added all these features and they're bringing online multiplayer and of course i'll be able to talk to my friends in a dedicated party chat app on the nintendo switch correct Right. I mean, it's not like I'm going to have to go through my cell phone or use discord to talk with my friends while I play these games. You've gone through all the effort of making these games now have online multiplayer. I'll be able to actually communicate with them. Right. Well, Rob, you, you see the problem. The problem is that the Bluetooth update we put Nintendo put out, um, they forgot to add the mic feature to it. Um, so you got to wait another four years for that, and then you'll be able to talk <laughs> with people from the handheld. People, There are people out there who got excited about this announcement, and all this announcement did was bum me out. Because Why do I have to this, pay more? What am I paying well, I mean, now? <laughs> right, right. Like, right. Like, I, it's not even... If you said, hey, yes, you have to pay more, but also now well, we, we now have dedicated party chat on the Switch added for all levels, but you know, you have to pay more because now we have to offset kind of development on that. Whatever it takes, the infrastructure, whatever it takes. If they made this announcement and also announced it a way for me to communicate with my friends through the system reliably without having to have some crazy octopus dongle that connects to my phone as well and a pair of headset. Like, I want to play these games. I want to play with my friends. I'm not going to because there's just no easy and convenient way for me to communicate with my friends. I don't play Pokemon Unite as much as I would like to. I don't play Smash at all. I don't play Mario Kart at all, as, you know, because there's just no easy way to communicate with my friends. Having yeah. Discord up on my cell phone is it's a not, bummer. It's not the way. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, it's one of the reasons... And stuff yeah. Like that. yeah it's, it's one of the annoying. reasons I'm so excited for... <laughs> Nickelodeon All-Stars Brawl because I'm getting a Smash-like experience except on a platform that will actually have what I need to enjoy that. I'm and so confused at why that game is $40 if you pre-order it. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's just the same way Steam does yeah. promotions. But... Yeah. And they also announced the Castlevania Advanced Collection is coming to Switch as, as well as other platforms. That one is cool. Uh, uh, yes, I agree. Uh, not that I have time to go back and play those games. Yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. It's my exact thoughts. Yeah, I. But I, I, I might start them again. I, I, I think it's a play them. I heard very good things about the. I think, I think three of the four. I think Dracula X is not a great. From what I've been told, it's not a great game. But the other three are fantastic. And I was just like, I never got to play these. I love good Castlevania, but if we're gonna have a game of the year discussion, I. This game's not going to show up in that discussion, so I need to concentrate on everything else. Right. 
Yeah. I'm already like trying to figure out. I'm trying to play. Well, I don't want it. We don't have time for it. There's so many games I'm, I'm trying to play. Uh, you know, like Life is Strange, yeah. uh, Chicory. Like, uh, there's so many I need to get to that you're right. I just don't have time to dabble in this other stuff. A game that I wish was here already. Although, again, I'm just going to be bummed out because there's no way to communicate properly on this. Is they showed off more of Splatoon 3 and they teased the return of mammals in its adventure. Um, I want to... I just want to note that as I was watching this trailer, I was like, why couldn't they just do this in Splatoon 2? Uh, like, I was, like, watching it. I was like, this just looks like more Splatoon 2. And as soon as I said that, uh, it started showing, like, all the different, like, things <laughs> the characters can do. And then there's, like, the yeah. wall grapple. And I was like, it's like oh, yeah. okay. Okay. Yep. You've earned the three in this. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I'm super excited for this. Like I said, I'm going to be bummed out because I'm just not going to play it as much because I'm not going to be able to communicate with my friends the same way I can on the Xbox. One thing that makes it easier is if I stream it, then it's easier for me to be on Discord because I yeah. play it up here on this dock. So we'll see. But, it, man, all the a lot of these announcements just made me wish that the Switch was better. I mean... If only there was a better Switch coming. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Disco Elysium, the final cut, is coming to Nintendo Switch in October. That's already seems to be out on, you know, coming to everything. It makes sense to just come to Switch as well. I got I got it on PC when everyone was raving about it when it came out. Mm -hmm. And then the Final Cut version came out and, you know, that version got updated. And I was like, okay, now now's the time to play it. And now yeah. um, I'm going to have to wait for, like, the Super Final Arcade Cup version <laughs> to finally get to it. Uh, Bayonetta 3 gameplay trailer showed up at the Nintendo Direct. Still doesn't give us a final release date Exist i thought i thought yes i thought this trailer seemed very cool looks like more bayonetta mm -hmm. what's more exciting to me is kind of the theories that have come out afterwards have you seen any of these uh no i haven't i okay haven't played i played some of the first one but uh so i'm not really sure what these theories mm. are upon. You, you can spoil it mm. for me come on let's go okay well so the end of the second one kind of sets up a like timeline wipe of sorts okay and so if you if you're not super familiar with the first two games the enemies in this trailer do not look like any of the enemies or yeah. even close to their design really that you would see in the first two games there's also something a little bit off about bayonetta herself the first game has this child character uh circe i believe that Bayonetta is kind of like chasing after and looking after. And that actually is Bayonetta as a child in a pseudo alternate timeline. Okay. The fan theories are speculating that this isn't actually Bayonetta as the Bayonetta from the first two, but now seriously grown up, especially considering that Bayonetta in this trailer has two long uh, ponytails on either side, which is the hairstyle that the child had in that first game. And then the Bayonetta that I guess shows up at the end is the Bayonetta we know? No, so the Bayonetta, there's like a silhouette at the end. Yeah. And the speculation is that that's actually this timeline's version of um, Jean, which is like the frenemy from the first one, who is just a straight up ally in the second one. Okay. Um, so yeah, I'm super excited just to see what comes of all of this. I mean, that makes me 
those these fan speculations and theories make me way more excited about this game than than I was before. And I was already pretty excited. It's just some of that excitement had died down because of how long this seems to be taking since release. I saw the dragons. Or since announcement. I saw the dragons and I got excited, mm-hmm. and I was like, "One Bayonetta have dragons? Did I miss something that happened in two? So maybe maybe I need to just play because <laughs> I heard uh, the first Bayonetta has like some issues. Bayonetta two like." I think got a lot of perfect scores from a lot of outlets. Um, so maybe Bayonetta two is awesome. I should, maybe I should just jump into Bayonetta two um, and just play that instead of the first. I mean, I I would watch a video recapping Bayonetta one before hopping into Bayonetta two. But okay, maybe maybe I'll just put it on easy <laughs> and we'll tear through it. All right, I I'm gonna catch heat for this one. Okay, I'm just gonna go into and, and the last bit of news I want to talk to, I talk about from the direct is this uh, casting news that we got about the Mario movie coming from Illumination. I love it. I love everything about it. Yeah, so they announced that Chris Pratt is going to be voicing Mario. Uh, My understanding, and Chris Pratt came out on social media and said that he is doing a voice for it. Uh, He can't show off the voice yet, but he is doing a voice. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so I'm excited to kind of see what comes of that. Anya Taylor-Joy is playing Peach. Charlie Day is Luigi. We've got uh, Seth Rogen as Donkey, Donkey Kong. Kong. Uh, oh, what was he the other like one? Oh, as Toad. yeah. Uh, Jack Black as Bowser. Like Fred Armisen as um, Cranky. Cranky Kong. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this, ha- this whole cast yeah. is insane. It's yeah. nuts. And I heard a lot of people talking about it on social media, on different podcasts, different reacts and stuff like that. People were talking about how it's kind of weird because he, is he, he can't be doing the Mario voice because even Mario in those games, he doesn't talk. He just makes noises after he jumps, right? It'd be weird to have an entire movie with him talking in that voice. And they also were talking about how it'd be weird to hear these characters talk for the first time because outside of the live action movie there hasn't been i feel like people were forgetting that there was a cartoon in the past yeah and it was voiced by captain lou albano and like we do have an animated mario voice that sounds nothing like the games i love that cartoon i don't remember <laughs> anything about it but i remember it's not i'm telling you right it. now it it's not great but yeah. all, all i remember is whenever i woke up early enough and it was on i was super yeah. excited i never knew when it came on <laughs> But yeah. uh, it was so good. And like growing up, that Mario movie was like the best movie ever to me. I was like, it's, it's Mario and Luigi. Oh, that, like, that Mario movie is awful. It, awful, it is awful, awful. Yes. I, I, but, I've learned the error in my ways over the years. But like if it's on, I will watch it. I will watch that movie. That's fair. That's fair. I, yeah, I'm excited to see what comes of this. I feel like maybe I'm in the minority here, but I like the Despicable Me movies. I even like the Minions movie for what it is. I think as well, I think, which seems yeah, to be exactly. really well-received. I like saying I'm excited to see that second one with my kids. I, I like Illumination as a movie, as an animated yeah. studio. So I'm excited to see what comes with this. I do think what I really want to see is what the characters look like animated in that I mean, style. I, I, right? I think I think I think they'll they'll stay truthful to what Nintendo has done cuz I think Nintendo's very specific about their properties. 
Yeah, I'm um, sure. I, my my concern is just it's going to be weird seeing them at, at that high of a resolution. Oh yeah, you know, and that I really agree. does change character models. Like when you get to that point and you're working within a 3D space differently than you would with a video game with a different camera angle and stuff, it does yeah. make things look a little bit off. It's kind of why, as much as I'm excited about Nickelodeon All Stars Brawls, some of those character models look a little bit off from their yeah. cartoon. Count, you I'm know, like, counterpart. I'm excited on what Keegan Michael Key sounds like as Toad. <laughs> like, yeah, me too. I, I just want to be Luther. From the yeah. Just angry Toad all the time. All right, sticking with uh, Mario and, and Donkey Kong, Super Nintendo World Theme Park is going to expand with a Donkey Kong area in 2024. Universal Studios and Nintendo announced that they are opening up a new Donkey Kong themed area in the theme park in Japan. I am now thinking maybe I save my first trip to Japan to do this in 2024. Like I start planning it now and so I can see all this. You got to realize like tourism in Japan, like by 2024, I think majority, hopefully most of COVID is done and like the restrictions are lifted. Like, um, so we have more people traveling again and i know japan relies on tourism quite a bit so it'd be uh, yeah uh, i'm with you like next trip definitely going to universal studios japan also recommend uh so this is in osaka um which is probably one of my favorite cities over there in japan i do recommend if you do go um Uh and you're in the theme park mood tokyo disney sea one of the best theme parks ever <laughs> i've been to um the japanese know how to make a theme park and it's incredible <laughs> awesome yeah yeah uh they i keep forgetting this but there is a version of super nintendo world that is uh in works over at in orlando yeah. at the universal studios in orlando and that's planned to open in early 2025 and so, so expensive like I, I don't know if the one in japan is just as expensive but like I feel like in Orlando, like the prices have just gotten like ridiculous. I think it's like, <laughs> I think it was like $125 a day per person in Orlando when I went recently. And that was with me buying like a discounted ticket. So yeah, me and my wife went for a week. Yeah, it's like 109 right now per day, price per day per ticket, which is kind of crazy. And that's just like, still, one, that's just one. That's not like yeah. you can hop between either. Right, exactly. Yeah. And All right, they, here and we they go. Take you because they split up Harry Potter World. They split it up. They <laughs> the experience at all. I've yeah, so, to ride well, the Hogwarts, Hogwarts <laughs> Express. So I didn't, I didn't get to ride the Hogwarts Express because what we did is we did the two parks, two days, one park each day. Yeah. So one day we hit one and the other day we hit that. But part of me was like, oh, I should have just done the two parks one day so I could ride this dumb train. My anyway. My wife and I also went to Volcano Bay, but we were like, we're brown. Um, we don't need suntan lotion or like a sunscreen. Burned absolutely burned we had backpacks on and everything just hurt (laughs) yeah don't let my wife the dermatologist hear you say that because she is you know sunblock sunscreen all the time no matter what all right so last news story we have the story that never dies report games in the works for 4k nintendo console that doesn't officially exist 
apparently developers and this comes from bloomberg once again i actually went into bloomberg's article and read this from yeah. there earlier directly i just wanted to be able to pull it up again i don't know how many free yeah how many free <laughs> yeah this month uh i play that game constantly where i'm like oh do i want to click on this or save it for another one that might pop up should i open up edge will that count <laughs> <laughs> Uh, by the time Nintendo showed off the new console in July, the company had already handed out the 4K kits to outside developers and asked them to design software to support the higher resolution. The Nintendo Switch kit contains extra memory to accommodate debugging software and additional ports to facilitate a connection to a computer, but otherwise has similar capabilities to the hardware that customers would have at home. Bloomberg was the one that was big on breaking this before the OLED screen got announced and talking yeah. about the Switch Pro, the 4K Switch model that's coming out. Uh, Nintendo, however, has come out since this report and stated that the report is inaccurate, but didn't speak to exactly where, where the inaccuracies lie. It also seems like, oh, uh, there's an update actually. And it said that Nintendo issued a statement to investors saying that is that it has not supplied tools to drive game development for a Nintendo switch with 4k support. Um, you think that's just them covering themselves, but like Nintendo normally doesn't come out and comment on rumors. So, hmm, it's just, a, this rumor is so frequent. It's so frequent. And it's not just a Bloomberg. Like there's people have corrob corroborated different things that they've heard. And it's not, we're not talking about one, two, three studios. We're talking about 11 studios, yeah. apparently. That so, and, and they're talking. It's not like... Yeah. And not for nothing, but it yeah. also, this has to come at some point, right? Like, a, a 4K console from Nintendo has to come at some point. I mean, With they're not... Power. Listen, as stubborn as they are, and they are very, very stubborn, okay? And, and you know what? Maybe I'm wrong. I was going to say they can't ignore the, the outcry for a more powerful Switch. Especially not with stuff like the Steam Deck. Yeah. I had to look down at my Stream Deck to make sure <laughs> I was... The Steam Wait, Deck coming out. Yeah. And, I, and people getting excited about that and its capabilities and its potential. The, the thing is, the counterpoint to that, is that the Switch continues to sell out. It continues to sell as fast as they can make them for the most part. Now, the Switch is the only of the three big consoles that I ever see in stock in stores sometimes. Now, I don't see a ton of them, but I do catch them. And it seems to be that I see the Switch Lite in stores more often than not. But at some point, they are going to have to release a proper refresh that's more than just this OLED screen. Especially for people who, there's no reason for me to go out and get this Switch OLED because I do play it 50 50 docked mm -hmm. and handheld i don't play it exclusively as a handheld and I, this does nothing for me docked so yeah i like uh, this week we also saw like the metroid previews along with the switch oled um yeah. drop and like i read those stories metroid dread looks awesome like i'm excited for it but like cool it's a bigger this big screen looks nice um, yeah the kickstand looks nice but yeah, three hundred dollars or was it three fifty? Three fifty, three fifty. Yep. No, <laughs> yeah. I, I I could buy myself an Elgato ring light. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that much, but uh -huh. I will say that if you don't have a Switch, and yeah, go ahead, spend the extra fifty dollars to get the better screen, 
you know? But as far as, there's so many switches out there in the wild already, and there's no reason for me to upgrade. And not for nothing, but I feel like the people this far into lifespan that you should be targeting for you know switch purchases purchases if you're not releasing like a switch 2 anytime soon are people who would upgrade are the the people who already have console cuz then you can double sell to them you know you're hitting upgrade. numbers that you're yeah yeah you're hitting numbers already of switch ownership that the you can only expand it so much more if that makes any sense especially if you're not trying to go after younger cheaper clientele like you did with the switch Lite. if you're going premium which you're doing here with the oled screen it has to be more than that in my opinion to kind of get that that piece now we'll see i mean what the numbers are like when this does come out and how it sells maybe i'm completely wrong on this but no i like think of their previous handhelds like the ds the original ds was a clunky clamshell design then the ds light came out had the back screen light nice slick look fun colors and i i bought one because i was like this has all the features and updates I, I want out of this thing and then they put out the nintendo dsi which was just like hey we have micro transaction or like we have a small shop for game digital games and it's like no i don't need that and that's what this oled feels like like even the 3ds like i bought the 3ds i bought the 3ds xl uh like i upgraded like you know if there is something worthwhile there then I'll get it, but like Nintendo hasn't really done much to prove that the OLED version is worth sticking out. And I think like the timing of this story also sucks because that Switch OLED it comes out in a, a little over a week. Um, uh, yeah, October eighth, I think it is. Yes, I think that's. Oh, correct. Wow, Dread is Dread is right here. Holy crap! Yeah, also <laughs> um, October eighth. Yep, I'm going to so, be gone that weekend, so I'm not going to be able to play any Dread. But yes. Uh, console <laughs> yeah but i won't have reliable wi-fi to download it and so i'm actually taking my switch with me but i'm not gonna go look for a target when i'm in vegas tether, tether your phone and just <laughs> okay um, anyway yeah you know, but it's like yeah the timing of the story sucks i could see why they would like do that i think in the bloomberg story they also mentioned like compared to the competitors nintendo's stock has also dropped like 20 percent over the last year so uh yeah they really need a win and uh, hey I, ho I hope we get the next c3 and they're like yeah we have a switch 2 or a super switch whatever you want to call it uh they really need to come up into the 4k game because like one of the things i've been doing i've been looking at like the yozu emulator and stuff because some of the stuff that um the switch emulators have been able to do with like high-res graphics, how much better the games perform on PC, like a strong enough PC. Um, mm -hmm. uh, uh, that's the way I want to experience those games. I don't want to experience them with, like, uh, aliasing on the side and uh, just bad image quality or bad frame rate. So, you know, do what you can to improve it, and I'll, I'll definitely check it out. All right, well, that wraps up our news for this week and wraps up this podcast. A nice, quick one. This is what happens when we don't play a ton of games. Uh, Bilal, why don't you let everybody know where they can follow you, follow the site? Yeah, uh, you guys can follow me over on Twitter at Bilal underscore Mion. Um, I don't know if I'll be streaming anytime soon, but if you do catch me, uh, Night Mystic over uh, on Twitch. I, uh, Rob, I don't know about you, but I think 
we might have a good group of four uh, this weekend for Halo Infinite. Uh, so maybe we'll do another Halo Infinite stream. Oh yeah, I'm a hundred. I'm a hundred percent anticipating yeah. streaming probably Friday night again. Yeah, especially um, with the big team battle here, we could definitely get a group of eight going, no problem. Yeah. Um, with that. Uh, and then for the work print, you guys can uh, follow us at the work print on Twitter, Facebook, uh, YouTube, Instagram, uh, and Twitch. Um, you can find the podcast over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, and Google Play. Uh, you know, give us a subscribe, leave a comment. Um, goes a long way in uh, giving us visibility. And yeah, tell your friends. Uh, how about you, Rob? Yeah, you can follow me over at SunnyVice20, S-U-N-N-Y-V-I-C-E-2-0 on all the social media. I mostly stream on here, so I'm not even going to pimp out my Twitch channel. Uh, I am trying to stream more on here and trying to get some streams in during the day when I'm home alone with not a lot of work to do. And yeah, as Bilal already said, uh, make sure you follow and turn notifications on for the Twitch channel. And tell your friends about us. I, I continue to say that that's the best way to help us is the more people that are in here chatting with us when we are streaming games, the more fun the streams become, the more um, entertaining. And honestly, the faster they go by for me when I'm here hanging out and, and talking with you guys, that's the, that's the fun part for me um, as far as streaming is concerned. And also make sure to give a listen to the audio version of this podcast as well if you only watch the stream or if you only listen to the audio podcast come and check out the stream sometime uh once again thank you guys so much for tuning in Bilal, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule and being a new dad and tell your wife that i think I, her I as well if, i don't know if you saw it she did two diaper changes behind me and not a peep out of the little guy knows <laughs> podcast time is sacred <laughs> yeah he's already a pro we'll have him on we'll have him in a headset and a mic real soon yep but until next time bye-bye